by split decision. Welcome everyone to a very special coronavirus edition of Split Decision UK. It's been a little while since we've spoken to you all, but we've decided to bring it back. My name's Joe, as always, joined by Matthew. Matt, you are all locked up. You're locked up in your flat, I'm locked up in my parents' house. How are you doing? Hello, my son. How are we? Welcome back to the return, eh? It is. Return of the Mac. What are you saying? How's lockdown treating you? All right, mate. All right, yeah. Obviously, it's uh, boring, and it? it is boring, but I've, I've got back into my Xbox for the first time in a few years, so I'm sort of, I've gone back to my teenage years a little bit with that. Uh, weather's been nice, and that's that's probably the, the biggest plus. Weather's been nice. Got a bit of a garden, so I'm able to get out there. I go for a little walk every now and again, and then so yeah, what's it been about nine weeks? I've been working for months. That's pretty much it. I go for a walk, play a bit of Xbox. That's it. That's life nowadays. Spending that time wisely, Joe. <laughs> getting on the Xbox again. Nice gonna, to see. I was going to say it's not. It would be nice to come on and say like I've really got motivated. I've like committed to something. I've learned a new skill or something of that ilk, but it just hasn't gone that way at all, I'm afraid. Oh, well, last time I saw you, you were actually getting, getting very tonk, Joe. You were, you were piling on the muscle. You had a little routine going. Has that gone to pot then? It has. Yeah, it, uh, it really disrupted me. I just haven't got the equipment to do the same sort of stuff that I was doing, and uh, it, it, it's what I enjoyed, so I haven't really been able to find something that I enjoy as much. It's been a little bit of a struggle to force myself to do it, you know what I mean? But I'm keeping myself ticking over, that's the way but I like to look at it, so when we, when we can go back to a bit of normal life, get back down the gym and get back on it. Well, my, my myself, I've just been doing the, the pure prison workouts, just yep. uh, bare press-ups basically, <laughs> got a long hair going on, you know, just a standard prison fare, really, nothing to report, my end, I, I do like a daily walk though, I do, I do leave it like three days at times and then you start to go a bit mental, but... <laughs> You gotta get out of there. You gotta get out of there. But it's just, what else can you do? It's pretty boring. Looks like they might ease it up in the coming days. So, well, we'll see, eh? We'll say a long, long way to go for me and you, though, the old office worker crew. Yeah, definitely. We won't be going back for a long time. But anyway, on to on to more important things. There isn't much to do, like you say. There hasn't been much to watch either. There's been no live sport, and frankly, the, the television options have been pretty pretty piss poor. But UFC. Have finally managed to, to to get it all together. Obviously, they were hoping to get UFC UFC 249 going a couple of weeks ago. Now, wasn't it that that got pulled? But it is now. What is it? Wednesday, the sixth of May. And as of now, UFC 249 is still going ahead in Florida on Saturday Saturday evening. Tony Ferguson, Justin Gaethje headlining. And I think even if you're not the biggest of UFC fans, I think most of us are just going to be absolutely grateful that there's some sort of live event on TV for the first time in about three months now. Yeah, I, I can't remember the last time, probably harking back to New York when we're actually there, that I've been this absolutely pumped for a fire card. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I think you couple the fact with we've been locked up watching nothing, absolutely nothing, reruns and falls and horses and old football matches, <laughs> no live sport at all, plus it's headlined by a, a, a fire which literally won't be boring at all. There's like no chance in the world it's going to be boring. That's not to mention the, the 11 other fights on the card. I mean, I'm absolutely jacked up for this one, Jelf. I don't mind telling you. 
I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? Even if it was just like you and me on there fighting, and then like your dad against my dad or something like that, I, I'd be pumped for that as it was. But yeah, it, somehow they managed to get all these people. And Dominic Cruz is back against him and Cejudo, which is just a bit, ma bit mad. I mean, that's co-main event. I think that's a brilliant matchup. I'm really excited to see what Dominic can do there. Obviously, Greg Hardy, he's muscled his way in. He's always, he's always knocking about I mean, when there's a and there's a fight open, it's fair play to him. And he pets Donald Cerrone. Obviously, midweek he came out, didn't he? And he sort of validated all the criticism that Stephen A. Smith gave him at the time because he said he he never turned up. He never turned up for his fight with Conor McGregor, which was interesting. But he's back against Anthony Pettis, so it's just cracking it. I'm, I'm I'm buzzing for it like you. Well, what any sleepers on there, Joe? What ones are you thinking? Do you know what it's sort of being masked by that Ngannou and Rosenstrike and obviously the main event? Which ones on there that you think? You know what? No one's really talking about this one, but this is this could be potential fire of the night. Yeah, um, I think there's a few to be honest. I think if you look at those three early prelim fights, I reckon they've got the potential to be decent. But you can't really look past Jeremy Stevens, Calvin Qatar, the second fight on the main card. I think I don't think anyone's. I mean, obviously some people have, but when you look at Ferguson, Gaethje, Sahulo, Cruz, and Garner, Rosenstrike. Stevens and Qatar has been sort of a little bit left by the wayside, but we saw what uh, Calvin Qatar did in his last fight, nearly getting the win against the beat, wasn't it? And Jeremy Stevens always brings it. That's a bit of a sleeper, I reckon. Yeah, definitely. That one, I mean, it's Stevens is tough. He just don't get an easy fight, does he? But he's always bringing it. He's a dog. I think he's on, was it four fights in a row? Or would this be four fights if he managed to somehow lose it as well? So he's lost a fair mm. few in a row. Qatar... Joe Rogan's uh, favourite, the yeah. Dark Horse, as she says horse. every episode. Um, yeah, that's definitely a sleeper, mate. I think that's one that's probably going to be fight of the night, if not for the main event. I mean, I can't really look past the main event as being the best fight on the on the card. But if you look lower down, Nico Price and Luke Hay, Yeah. We saw, going back, harping on about New York, yeah, we saw him in the main, on the main card in one of the biggest cards of the year. Now he's on the pre-prelims. <laughs> An equally uh, aggressive striker. This is going to be chaos from the from the get go. And as you mentioned before, Bryce Mitchell is always good value as well. I think it's just top to bottom. It's just going to be it's just going to be a mental card. Hopefully, Reebok have got Bryce Mitchell some camo shorts as well for this one. Well, I hope he has. I hope they haven't. So I want to see him get a little bit more vexed. <laughs> He's always entertaining. Yeah, he is. He, he is. He smashes it. I, I rewatched his Twister win again today. Just. To, get me in the mood but I mean you've got Smiling Sam on there against Ryan Spann I think Sam Alvey he's a little bit hit and miss but when, he, when he's on form even his fights are exciting he's got some crazy power for no disrespect quite a regular looking man oh yeah um, I mean someone's definitely getting filled in in that one and I think that'll set the tones I think that might be the first fight of the night yeah. so fire up your fight pass if you haven't uh, if you haven't already Registered, Joe. I think you need to get on on board again, um, just to see these three fights to get get the night started. Yeah, no, I don't think you're wrong there. To be honest, there's nothing else to do with there, so I might as well spend a tenner, get those in, and then obviously we got a, we got a few, we got one on we got one on Wednesday, and then we got one next Saturday as well. It's a bit of a logis logistical nightmare, I would have thought for the UFC, but fair play to them. Hopefully, it all comes through with no hitches. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you're looking at it; they're all getting tested as they go in. Um, you you'd hope that all all are negative results, and then, then no one actually drops off. And that's not to mention 
weight cut injuries on fight week. I mean, there's always a casualty in there. Hopefully, this uh, this card sticks together. I mean, even if one or two drop off, it's not going to be the end of the world because these are just is a phenomenal main card. As long as that main event sticks together, I'll be happy, Bunny. Yeah, I think that's a fair shot. I mean, you could take that main that main event off and it'd still be a cracky card, but. Uh... Oh, you'd be gutted, though. You definitely you'd be, be gutted. This is like a once-in-a-generation type, type fight, really, isn't it? Tony Ferguson, Justin Gaethje. I think the only thing good to come out of that as a last, last could be... Yeah. One thing, in it. I mean, picking a winner in much I think it's going to be... Gaethje must get this done within the first five, six, seven minutes. Otherwise, it's over, really. Certainly see it happening. Press sparring the works, and he'll, he'll enjoy doing so. Oh, yeah, I mean, this is the biggest opportunity of Gaethje's life, isn't it? I mean, he's the underdog, Gaethje. Probably, probably for that reason you just said, maybe Gaethje's sort of time window for win is a little bit, little bit more limited. Uh, I think Gaethje said so himself, hasn't he? He said he's, he's going to be fit enough, he's going to be in good enough condition to come out and give it three or four proper rounds of uh, of having it large and then then after that he's not so sure whereas Tony Ferguson has been in he's been in camp for about eight months now preparing for Khabib obviously first so yeah you wouldn't have thought Tony Ferguson could be in much better condition than he's going to be this weekend so that fourth fifth round is is where it may come into play I watched his Kevin Lee fight earlier and he was losing that one as well wasn't he now it's third round he's stuck on the triangle but yeah four to seven Odds on Tony Ferguson to win, so I don't know. I don't think you can bet on Ferguson, can you? Unless you're going to put a large lump sum, eleven to, eleven to eight, Justin Gaethje. That's probably not bad. Yeah, I think so. I mean, let's have a look at it. Ferguson, like really active of late, is he? And he's been in a camp for God knows how long. We know how hard he trains. Made weight, what? Yeah. To go. Yeah. I mean, obviously his his toughness. It's just better than anybody in the sport, but his body is going to take its toll. All right, then. Let's have a butcher's then. What's, how can Gaethje win? He will have to get it done early, Probably. which uh, Ferguson has been clipped early before in the Kevin Lee fight. Yeah. And in pretty much every other dogfight that he's been in. That's no. all he's in. No. He moves forward. Gaethje moves forward. And it's not to mention as well that Ferguson did a weight cut not long ago, had major surgery not long ago, not particularly active, grinds his body to the fucking ends of the earth on cardio, and he's not getting any younger, so he's on the, oh, he's pushing 40 now, isn't he? So, yeah, there's certainly ways for Gaethje to win. I, I think that 11-8 to 8 shot isn't a bad shout. Do I think he will win? I probably don't. I think Ferguson's too much of an animal, isn't he? he he's going to keep coming forward. His cardio is just ridiculous. We've seen Gaethje fade before, and that's with a regular camp. This is a shorter camp. He's not going to have the facilities in which he's had before. I just think get it done in the first five to seven minutes for Gaethje. Otherwise, it's just Ferguson all day long. I think it will just sort of play into his hands. I think he'll sort of beat him down, grind him down. I think he'll do it, but I think he'll, he'll have to go through some adversity first. But there's definitely options for Gaethje to win. That's why it's such a fascinating fight, and plus the, the Khabib sort of caveat on that it could scupper everything it could scupper the mass the probably the biggest fight in mma history but 
if he does it, he'll deserve it, mate. Yeah, I know. That's it. I think there'll be some proper mixed emotions, won't it? I think lots of people will be very happy for Gaethje if he wins, but also if he just, just, just gutted to the core that it will ruin that Tony Khabib fight. But, yeah, do you know what? I've got a little funny feeling about Gaethje. I've got a funny feeling that, that he might do it, but, but who knows? Who knows? Yeah, 11 to 8. It's probably a decent little shout. What else we've got? Let's have a look at the uh, odds, courtesy of our friend at Paddy Power. Uh, do, you, do you know what else is quite interesting? Jacare against Uriah Hall. I mean, uh, Jacare, he, he, um, he's getting on, isn't he? He is getting on. And Uriah Hall's kind of been underwhelming. Remember when Uriah Hall first burst onto the street, the scene, and he got that. Was it Was it a spinning wheel kick knockout? I think that was Uriah Hall. I think this is an interesting one. It, it, that, that middleweight vision. There's some opportunities there once once we get back up and running with, with the UFC in full swing, I think. There's, there's, I mean, there's a couple of standouts, and you? you've got Addison and that lot up there, but once they kind of clear each other out, there might be a little bit of room for Uriah Hall to perhaps fulfil a bit of potential, and Jacare, maybe, maybe, maybe the title is a bit out of his reach now, but particularly from Uriah Hall, got a chance here. He's moved camp. He's at, he's at a new camp now. He's got a new coach. I mean, not that that has mattered too much on the whole over the last couple of months, but he's got a chance here. You're right, whole big, big card, big opportunity. He gets it together. He, he could do something against uh, an aging Jacare. Yeah, I mean, if he's going to make a run at the title, it's certainly now or never for both of them, really. But I think you make good points on Uriah Hall. He could be a, get a huge scalp in Jacare. That'll fire him up the rankings. I mean, I don't even know where Jacare's ranked, if at all, in, in middleweight at all now, but... It's just he's never had doubts about his physical abilities, is it? Uriah Hall. It's always been his sort of the mental side of the game. He's always had the tools. It's just whether or not he can sort of get over the hump in such a big fight. It's a huge fight for him. I mean, I think Jacare could probably say goodbye to a title shot because he's part of that batch of middleweights who went up to the lightweight because they couldn't get near the middleweight crown before, and yeah. they're all back down there at middleweight again. So this is a Huge opportunity for Uriah Hall. He's not getting any younger either. Not quite as old as Jacare. Just stylistically, I just don't. I don't know if it's going to be uh, favourable to young Uriah. I think it's a tough one. I do think it's a tough one, but it's a very interesting one. And uh, I, I think stylistically as well, for the rest of the division, I think Uriah Hall matches up well with uh, plenty there. You look at Darren Till, but stand-up fight that'll be. Neither are going to want to take the other one down. You've got Adesanya even. I mean, I know he's top of the tree, and you're always way off at a minute, but stylistically, that's a great matchup. Yeah. Not to, me- not to mention the Gastelum rematch back from the, the tough finale days. So, plenty there for him, but he's got a massive task. I know he's getting older. He may even be in his 40s, Jacare, but if he can get past this one, I think you're right. I think he's it's there for him. He's got a clean slate at a new gym. Um, I'm looking forward to that one. I did forget about that one. That was one that sort of snuck under the radar. Thank you for highlighting it, Jimmy Chubb. <laughs> not a problem. We've also got a couple of the ladies, a couple of yaps on the card. Obviously, one we were looking forward to in in the, the original 249, or the, the the second version of the original 249. We had Rose, Nami Yunus against Andrade. We was looking forward to that rematch. I know I was, I was buzzing to see Rose back in the octagon, but that's that's been pulled out. I'm not exactly sure why. Safety reasons, I would imagine. But Michelle Watson, Carla Esparza, I'd like to see Michelle Watson get a win there. I probably expect her to, to do so. That's a nice little one there to sort of spice up the prelims. What what else we 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 do like the uh, Ezekiel Master Alexi Alenny up against Wood Badum. I think this is uh, this is cracking as well. It could be a proper little jujitsu scrap on the ground. 
Yeah, one, I, I, one second. I, one second, sorry. Go on, my second. <sighs> yeah. Right, I'm back. What was all that about? My dinner's just arrived, so. Oh, is it? Do you want it? No, that's all right, I can hold that. you got to leave that in there. <laughs> <Not an> exchange. <laughs> so, yeah, Alenyuk, Verdun, what are you saying? I've got to say, I think it's pretty tailor-made for Verdun, isn't it, eh? Uh, you would have thought so. You, you can't see, you can't see Alenyuk getting an Ezekiel one, Verdun. I, I wouldn't have thought. I do like uh, Alenyuk, though. He just, he's got to respect someone who's got, what has he got, 90-odd fights or something? <laughs> yeah. 20, <laughs> 15 defeats, 20 draws. You know, he's just a legend, but I just can't say. Well, I suppose you don't know what Verdun's going to look like when he comes back, but he's much better on the feet. Probably better on the ground as well, so I fully expect Verdun to come back, and it's nice to see him back, to be honest. Um, a bit of, bit of flair back in the heavyweight division. Um, could, could call out or see himself fighting next. One of the big boys in that. Well, it's not the co-main, co-co-main. Yeah. Um, big Frank and... Jarzinho. Yeah, it'd be a good one, actually. And you've got Alenyuk, 9-4, the underdog. I have to say, I would very much enjoy seeing him pull off an Ezekiel show against Verdun. I think that uh, that would only add to his legend. And he's got a shot. The only, the only thing is everyone knows that that's what he does, and yet he's still done it about 30 times. So he's got a little chance there, but probably for the sake of the uh, division, get a Verdun win, and then, like you say, he might be able to fight the winner of Nganu versus Rosenstrike. Jairzinho has been a big favourite of ours since his debut in the UFC. And obviously Francis, everyone's a big fan of Francis. How can he not be? I'm, I was kind of surprised that they made this fight, if I'm honest, only because they're, they're two super, potential superstars, aren't they? I mean, Francis arguably is already, he's already closer than Jairzinho is. But they're two, they're kind of identical uh, products in a way in terms of heavy hitting uh, fan favourite heavyweights so I was a little bit surprised when they made this match up because obviously it means that one of them's going to fall by the wayside a little bit whereas you think maybe if this was a heavyweight title fight then it would be real fireworks but having said that I mean if we if we put the Francis Ngannou Derek Lewis vibes to one side this is another one where there's no real way that it can be boring really can it well, you, you've certainly put the mockers on it there. <laughs> I, I've, I've thought this ever since it got made, well, however many months ago, it's been pushed back, pushed back. Um, this week, though, I've just sort of resigned myself to, to being a snooze fest. Yeah. I think, I know what you mean. Yeah, I think it's just going to be a bit gun-shy, the pair of them, because they both know what's coming. They both know the power in each other's hands. They both know it only takes one shot. And they both know neither are going to go in for the takedown. So... I don't know. I, I, I do think it has got potential to be a snooze fest. Do you know what? Hope, the, um, I, the only what? thing the only thing that kind of pushes me away from that is the fact that Giazzino asked for this fight. He called Francis out. So I've got a little sneaky feeling that he's quite determined to, to shock the world here. And I don't think he's going to do that by going through a three-round snooze fest. Well, I think that's a good point. I think that... Francis has way more to lose than Jarzinho. Jarzinho almost lost his run in his last fight, so he's kind of sort of, this is almost a bonus. Uh, Francis, this is almost like an extra hurdle he shouldn't really be taking. He should be already in a title shot. Yeah. And he's already had one before as well. So I think you're 
you make a good point there with regards to Jarzinho, but it's probably Francis as well that worries me. Um, maybe I've just got that Derek Lewis fight stuck in the back of my mind, but he's certainly got way more to lose than Jarzinho. So hopefully it doesn't become a bit of a stalemate, and I hope you're right, and I hope I hope it ends chaotically. Yeah, probably no. round one if it's going to, though, because it's only going to take one, in it? Yeah, I would have thought so. I would have thought so. But, I mean, uh, what else? We've main card, we've got Greg Hardy against Jorgen De Castro. You don't really want to, don't need to touch on that, do we? I mean, maybe, I think De Castro's like 6-0 six, six and oh, and Greg Hardy's 5-2. and two. I mean, again, why why are they on the main card? I'm not, I'm not too sure. I don't think Greg Hardy is a heavyweight and he hasn't been that exciting. But, nevertheless, there's no, there's no point there's no point shitting, him, shitting on him, is there? There's plenty of other things to look forward to. And I think I'd like to move co-main event, bantamweight title, to who the whole triple C. And I, I have to say, I know probably the last time we spoke about him is Cejudo. We were probably saying his, his king of cringe and that was actually quite funny and it was it was a bit of a laugh. He is just quite annoying nowadays, I find. Similarly, Henry Cejudo, he's worn me down. So I'm, I'm fully backing Dominic Cruz to go all out and, and get the win now. Yeah, I mean, I was speaking to somebody about this the other day. Um, name a better comeback than, than this if he pulls it off. I mean, I the only other comeback I can think of that would potentially top it would be his own comeback he did against DJ right. Dillashaw. Yeah. Um, barring GSP against Bisping, I don't think anything would top this one. He's been, what, how long has he been out? I think it's a thousand odd days. I think it's four years, and he's coming off a loss from four years ago. So who knows, a double champ, knocked out Dillashaw, Marais, or beat uh, Demetrius Johnson. Uh, Whereas Cruz has been sitting on the sidelines, effectively, yes, he's training every day, he's got the mind for it, but you've got to think he's missed the beat with, with how quickly the sport is evolving. I really hope not, because I'm a massive Dominic Cruz fan, have been for years and years, not a massive fan of his commentary as such, but he's fighting and the amount of injuries he's come back from and just everything about him, he's probably the bantamweight goat. I would love to see him come back and win it. I just... I just struggle to see where he can get a victory. Yeah, I do as well. And I think you made a good point there with a sort of evolution of MMA. When you look at his last couple of fights against Dillashaw and, and Garbrandt, uh, you know, he, did, he didn't didn't look great in there, did he? His style did look... Well, you, you know what his style is, don't you? And his style was famous 10 years ago. So you do wonder if 10 years on, with a four-year gap in between fighting, is it the same against someone like Henry Cejudo, who's he is a little bit next generation, isn't he, in a way? Well, he's coming off a of surgery himself, so that could be that could be a little in. So like no one's really talk, talking about this. He's had pretty serious shoulder surgery, uh, Cejudo, back in the last year, I think it was. Yeah. There's no way to know whether that's going to be sort of cleared up or if it's if he's ready to go 100 percent. Um, especially with the limited sort of training time or facilities he can use and training partners and and all sorts. So there is there is a little in there for Cruz. You can argue to the cows go home, bloody or to the cows come home rather rather like sort of how much Cruz deserves it. But he's in there. No point moaning about it. He's one of the best ever. Let him crack on and uh, take a crack at the triple C. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with it. To be honest, I've got no problem with it. There's not. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple, isn't there? There's a couple bantamweights that you could go in there. But I think the the, the way this has had to be, be thrown together, if you like, and it's kind of like an emergency 
lifeline for, for a lot of people, a lot of viewers and a lot of fighters as well. I don't mind if they go a little bit off script here and maybe someone who deserves it just misses out for, for whatever reason, safety reasons or whatever, because it's, like it's not like a regular season game if you could compare it to maybe a uh, the Premier League. It's not like a regular season, this is like a, a World Cup almost, isn't it? It's, like, it's a summer tournament. Normal rules don't apply. So I've got no problem personally with Dominic Cruz getting the shot. Yeah, this happens in pre-COVID. Yeah. There'll be plenty to shout about with Cruz getting the shot over about 14, 15 other contenders. But you've got people who can't fly into the country. You've got people who are isolating themselves. He, he might be the only one who's probably ready, but then you hear that Al Jermaine Sterling's fighting at the beginning of June, so that sort of doesn't tally up. But nonetheless, I'm, I'm up for it now. I'm fully on board. Maybe a little cheeky cheeky go on Cruz, or not? I don't no, think he's I, a big dog, as you would expect. No, he's 13 to 8. I mean, a lot. you're not getting a lot of good, good value that. in any of these bets. But uh, Sahula, 1 or 2 on, yeah, like I say, it's not a great card to bet on. As it happens, that, that uh, we've been sitting here and we're looking through it. There's, there's, I mean, two to one, Nico Price. I mean, that's that's a good one. I fancy Nico Price in that one. He, you don't want to be because like Luke loves to get into a firefight, and you don't want to be getting in a firefight with Nico Price. I think their mods are a little way off. So I think if you do want an underdog bet, that is one to get on. Yeah. Or even Rosenstrike, whatever that's he it. is. Two to one for Rosenstrike as well. Four to eleven on and Garner, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, I'm not having any of that. That's far too short for my liking. But, I mean, you've got fights in there as well that are just completely... I just keep forgetting about, like, Pettis and Cerrone in the rematch. That's just full flung on there. Two old-school lads on there. Anything can happen there, surely. I mean, Cerrone, he's got to... He's got to win this, hasn't he? Well, I, I think the only thing is how disappointing it was last time. Yeah, I mean, if he doesn't... If he doesn't show something pretty spectacular now... I think it's going to be tough for him. He's already gone from a title shot, or not a title shot, but a Conor McGregor shot, now to a prelim headliner. If he doesn't do something impressive, you know, it'll be tough, but maybe that might signal the beginning of, of the end for him. <laughs> he's not going to stop, though, is he? He's just going to keep going. I, think, I, I, I don't think he matches up well with Pettis here, but Pettis doesn't look fantastic of late either. But I think... The matchup suits him. It suited him in the first fight, and I think it'll suit him again. That the body kicks, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a tough one. That I, um, I was leaning towards Pettis earlier on today, but like I said, the only, the only counter to that is that Donald, he has, he has to perform now. He has to perform. You, you, you can't come off that McGregor fight and then say you never turned up on the biggest night of your life, and then. You know, not turn up now. It, it would be a real shame, but I don't know. I don't know. It's a good fight. It's a good fight anyway, isn't it? I don't think either man's going to uh, not stand there and just get involved in a brawl. That's that, like, like lots of the fights on this card, if we're being honest. But uh, we've also got, we did briefly mention, we've got another two cards coming up next week. So it's pretty much three in a week. Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. Like a, uh, like a normal week for Tottenham, really. <laughs> Hopefully it's not as disappointing. <laughs> So we might I don't know about this Wednesday one, though. I, I don't know. It's just a bit of a pain in the ass to watch, isn't it? Well, I mean, what time? It's going to be uh, 11 o'clock at night. I mean, I'm probably not going to not going to stay up and watch it. Unfortunately, I am still working from home, so I'll be up at 6. But, I mean, Anthony Smith, 
good to see him back after his, his last fight against the, the home invader. So that, that'll be decent. Marvin Vittori, he's been on a little bit of a run. Alex Hernandez as well, obviously he was looking at sighting before he came up against Donald Cerrone. Arlovsky's on there, he snuck his way on. So obviously this one isn't quite as outstanding, is it, really? I mean, we're being quite honest, it's, it's nowhere near it. Powers it's fight nights, like that. They're, they're fight nights, they're just to, to keep it ticking over, keep the divisions going. True. And fit, fit on all the, all the fights they previously had booked. So yeah. we, we can't grumble, really. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, where, where do you stand on the old ethical side of it? Yeah, I mean, I must admit, when they started talking about it a couple of weeks ago, I felt like that was a little bit too early. Especially when, you know, we're being told that one of the reasons you can't go out and you can't go around in your car or whatever is in case you get in an accident and you take up valuable hospital space and time and resources. So obviously sending 30-odd men into a cage to fist fight with each other you'd think that's going to take up some hospital resources at one point as well. So I did think it was a little bit too soon, but obviously the situation in America has moved on a little bit. The state of Florida has opened themselves up somewhat, so it's all it's all by the book. It's all going to be, I'm sure, with the, the highest safety standards. So, And selfishly, I want to watch some more UFC fights. I want, I want something on my TV. So to be honest, now, a couple of weeks after the original sort of proposal, if you like. I don't really have any ethical problems with it. Well, that's it, isn't it? You said it there, that it's all by the book. It's, mm -hmm. it's, they're not, they're not trying, before they was, it didn't sit right me, they were trying to slip in the back door at some Indian reservations that weren't governed at all, yeah. Or, yeah. or however it works, and that just didn't seem right to me. I weren't up for it at all, like you said, it was far too early. Uh, but now, if the, the government, the mayor, the athletic commission, whoever you want to call it, they're saying you can you put on sporting events and they're essential. Put on sporting events because yeah. um, I'm at, at the point now, as you are, and I think a lot of the population is, they just need some sort of escapism, some reality back, and some live some live action instead of um, poor Netflix recommendations. So or virtual um, virtual F1. Have you caught any of that? I don't watch the normal F1, Joe. Neither, so I neither do I. Netflix. But this this was it was it was it was on. It was odd. That's what it had going for it. It's got to be better than Tottenham player playing the West Ham player on FIFA. Yeah, that, I, I'm not into that personally, but the F1 was all right. And also on Sky Sports, I think they played out the championship season on Football Manager, so obviously they're up to their old trick again, Sky Sports. They'd be doing that without a pandemic, though, so yeah, they'll really. just crack on with what they're going to crack on with. But as it is, with the, the, the sport is back, and the UFC are the first in line. I mean, they'll get criticised, but I think they'll be getting some ridiculous numbers. Everyone's going to be in, especially in America, where the, the times are going to be right. Don't know what they're like over here. Do you know the times? Is it normal? Uh, as you, it's yeah. east coast, but it's well south, isn't it? So it might be yeah. still quite late. It's all 11 o'clock starts, I think, which I presume is the early prelims. Yeah, I mean, I think they'll, I think we'll get ridiculous pay-per-view numbers over there. I know you, you, you're not a fan of talking in pay-per-view numbers, Joe, but... <laughs> I think they'll just clean up. Everyone's in. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, no one's going out on the Saturday night. No. Everyone's in and going mental. So oh, definitely. It's going to be a big payday for the people involved. And if it all goes well, when it all goes to plan with no hiccups, then they're kind of paving the way for the rest of world sport to, to go back. The only, the only obviously, uh, slight issue there is if 
for whatever reason there's some sort of complication here. I mean, if it turns out, because they get tested today or tomorrow, Thursday, and then fight on Saturday. Let's say that Tony Ferguson catches coronavirus Saturday morning, gets the shit beaten out of him, goes to hospital, or ends up in a coma, and it turns out that there's a coronavirus link there as well. You might be in a bit of trouble, but that's, uh, that's, that, that is definitely worst case scenario. Yeah, that is a, a very strong argument, <laughs> pressing one. But I'm sure that the USA are safety first. They always have been. I know it seems a bit of a oxymoron, what of it being a business where people kick the shit out of each other. But they look after the fires, and I think they put some 30-page documents saying what they're going to do, everything's in place, um, safety-wise, testing, um, distancing, all, all the usual carry-on. So I think I think it will go swimmingly. I think everything's in place. Um, fingers crossed it goes without a hitch. I mean, obviously, if things don't go great, there's always Fire Island to fall back on, eh? Yeah. It's true. I mean, I wonder if you're thinking that was a little bit of a waste of... Uh money now seeing as within the next few weeks it's probably going to start going back to normal anyway but just bought an island <laughs> i mean it's still, a, it's still a brilliant idea i mean imagine imagine watching it on tv and it's like on a beach I, well, I think they should do i think they should do like an impromptu tough series i mean yeah you can only, you can only go out with people in your household they're in a household you don't get to any contact with the outside world yeah, you're on an island. You're on an island. Yeah, I mean, I idea. think, I think just you don't do any open auditions. You just do like auditions by Zoom or whatever it is, and then fly them over. Knockout competition. Someone gets injured. Someone gets a bite for the next round. Boom. Done. Tough fight island. <laughs> I think yeah. it's a good idea. Yeah, I know. It's the only time I'd watch Tough again. Yeah, which yeah. And apparently they're going to be bringing it back as well. I think that's been almost confirmed. So, well, yeah, bit of a strange one, but maybe, maybe it is going to be on Fire Island. But the timing is there. Well, I will like royalties if that is the the plan. Because <laughs> I've said it first. But that is a good idea. You you want to see something different? I mean, yeah. I I personally still can't see this Fire Island coming off. It seems like it's something that's been made up out of thin air to keep them relevant. I don't know. Can you see it happening, really? Like I said, I'm not really sure what the point would be anymore. We're kind of coming to the end now. So, unless it is unless it is like a little special um, location that they're going to, I don't know, could they do their, what's it, Dana White looking for a Tuesday night fight? Could they do that on there? That'd be, that'd be quite good. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Either way, he's got he's got like four billion dollars, so I'm sure it was like nothing. Just buy a, buying a private island didn't even make a dent. I'd be fucking up for it. Anything goes, <laughs> but I think there definitely will be a second spike, won't there, in America? So they may will still need to use it. Um, well, not only in America, but across the that's true. But well, yeah. so they will they will need it. Uh, I just don't know how it works. It sounds fucking cool though. It does. Is what it sounds. And did you see the, um, who's the bloke who puts all the images together on Twitter? Um, the posters. You know the one I'm thinking of? No. 
well, they did a cracking one for UFC Fight Island, so check that out if you can. Obviously, I'm not giving you much detail, but that's on you. Yeah, it's a very uh, interesting period in the sport. I think I'm just buzzing for the weekend that I've got. I'm saving the countdown show for Saturday to get me up for it. The embeddeds have dropped. There's all sorts of podcasts on the on the go at the minute. Um, I've never been this excited for a fight for a fight week. Honestly, I, I just can't remember the last time I was. I mean, it's it's enough to make up for London getting dropped. Um, all the cards that have been missing Tony Khabib. So it's something to finally cling to as an MMA or just a general sports fan. So yeah, I'm absolutely buzzing. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned London getting cancelled. Obviously, you got a ticket for that, and I didn't. So I did have a little raw smile when I found out. <laughs> I shall remember that next time. <laughs> that is what it is. Unfortunately, you got to think that fighters like Leon Edwards he's, has his big chance gone because obviously Woodley's moved on to Gilbert Burns now, yeah. um, which isn't a gimme by any stretch, but it does leave Edwards sort of out in the cold a little bit, particularly if Gilbert Burns wins, because it almost takes his spot, doesn't he? So that's the thing. But you'd hope to see all these fighters who have been left off recent cards slowly come back um, onto the scene, getting fights booked as uh, lockdowns are lifted all over the world. So hopefully we get to see Edwards in a big fight soon, as well as others. I think it's it's just one of those things, isn't it, the way the world is at the moment. Some people are going to benefit and some people aren't. So you look at... Leon Edwards and you can say he's lost his opportunity but then you look at someone like Justin Gaethje and it could work out very well for him so it is unfortunate but it's just one of those things really isn't it well, that's the thing. do you want to see fights where they're not really ready like you want to see the highest end of the product you don't want to rush through fighters like do you want to see an unfit Tyron Woodley with limited training versus an unfit Leon Edwards with limited training or do you want to wait a few months and then get them sort of up to speed where they can actually access proper training partners, proper facilities, and then you'll see a better a better main event, basically, at the end yeah, of the day. Exactly. So I know we're all sort of clucking for some, some action in more ways than one, but, <laughs> but, but we uh, stay a bit more patient like with the government guidelines and this will um over a lot quicker. Yep. Nah, you bang on there. We'll get back to normalcy. Yeah, definitely. But other than that, it's been it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I mean, I, I haven't seen your face for a long time, but it's been nice to get back on it. I've enjoyed it actually. Like you say, a bit of MMA chat. It's been a while. I've missed it. You haven't seen my face for a long time. I have got. I'm very very close to a ponytail. <laughs> I'm very close to a ponytail. I've I've got nearly got the, the dreaded top knot as well. So. Oh, no. And one of the worst beards you will ever see. So I don't know if you're you're missing a lot or nothing at all with that description. Um, but sounds, make that will. sounds pretty jokes. I, I do want to go to work, turn up with a hairband or a ponytail just to see the reaction. <laughs> Perhaps they'll think I'm a, a new joiner. Yeah, they might think you're a bit mad. I think everyone has, haven't they? Yeah, but a little bit. We, we, we've got it easy, I think, me and you, haven't we? We're not out there battling no, exactly. this, this bastard. We can, so, we can work from home, so... Yeah, we're, so... We're, we're packed up inside, can't complain. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's been a pleasure, Joe. Yeah. We'll, we are rebranding, so I won't give any details yet, but 
just be aware we are rebranding we'll be coming back version 2.0 uh, better than ever so we'll have plenty of new content different stuff more than before so stick around for some more news on that yeah that's it I mean if you did listen to the, the last podcast and you have been wondering for the last seven months where the next one is uh, yeah all we can say is there is there is a, a rebrand on the way there's good there's good things coming so keep your ears and your eyes and everything else peeled for that but Otherwise, yeah, like I say, Matt, it's been a pleasure to talk to you, uh, everyone else listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I mean, we kind of, like we like to say, we are moving over to something else soon. But we've got nothing better to do, so we thought we might as well jump on and have a little chat about UFC coming up. So hopefully you guys have had nothing better to do. Eva, and you've given us a little listen. Hopefully you enjoy it. We are on Twitter as well, at Split Decision UK, so give us a little follow. We're, we haven't got too much going on at the moment, but like I say, there is stuff in the pipeline and very shortly. Hopefully before we all kind of get back to normality, we'll be up and running with that. But otherwise, thanks very much for listening and uh, keep yourself safe, keep yourself indoors, go for that little walk, your little walk, daily walk. And uh, yeah, enjoy, enjoy, your, enjoy the time, enjoy the sort of downtime that we've got at the moment. I know there's a lot of stress at the moment, but it did occur to me that the other day that, that there may never be another time in our lives where we're kind of a bit more chilled, no pressure to go out and do things. So, yeah, enjoy it if you can. Well said, Joe. Stay safe, son. Speak to you later. You too. Bye.